0: going all right okay it's hey i'm very excited today tom miller here if this is the first time that you've been with us uh welcome i'm really excited to to spend the next you know 75 to 90 minutes if you want to hang on to the end i'm going to practice and i'm going to share with you some uh some scenarios that you have you have told me about Uh, That was one, you know, one of the questions preparing for this is, hey, what are some scenarios with difficult parents in particular? I'm going to show you how to use this uh, process, um, uh, these two strategies, these two communication strategies uh, in order to have a difficult conversation at any, any time. Right. Any time, because honestly, you have difficult conversations every day as a leader, you do that, right? And I've got my I am a leader t shirt on, like, you are a leader. So if you haven't written this down, write it down right now, start right here. I am a leader, Write it at the top of your page, whether you're using your workbook or your own notebook, it doesn't matter. I am a leader. And that's what leaders do. Leaders do the hard things. Leaders have to do the hard things. Leaders have to lean in. Um, And I'm going to share with you what I've learned in my 20 plus years here. I've learned the hard way, especially. I've got a big scar on my head to prove it. Um, you know, you can be guided by the feather or you can be guided by the two by four. And what I'm hoping today is to accelerate your leadership, accelerate your communication styles, and just have a better understanding of 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 how you're wired impacts how you have these difficult conversations and how you communicate and lead any difficult adult. Okay. All right. So let's get going. Uh, in the chat box, if you haven't already, just let us know where you're joining us from. What's your role in education? And where are you joining us from? Uh, quick from me, you know, today, um, I'm a former exceptional children's teacher. So I taught a special education my first seven years. Um, I was in, let me hide this thing here. Oh, I don't want to hide that. I want to hide floating controls. Okay. Okay. Um, I was a special ed teacher. I taught uh, students with autism in a self-contained class for my first uh, five years. It was amazing. Best job I ever had, Uh, you know, besides this one. I've been a principal, I was a state consultant, but I'm a field expert in areas of school leadership, human behavior, crisis management, and I'm mentored by uh, the top transformational leader in the world, John Maxwell. I'm part of the the Maxwell Leadership Enterprise, and uh, we have almost 50,000 certified coaches across the world. Uh, so it's so exciting that I get to learn directly from, from John and his team and, and all these other uh, leaders uh, globally. So um, just a few reasons, right? Why, why you may hang on. This is my family. If you've never been on one of my sessions, I I'd like to share with who I am. This is my wife, Jennifer. We met in seventh grade. So that was 33 years ago uh, You know, for us. Uh, we've been uh, together. We'll have our 20th wedding anniversary uh, this June. I, my daughter, Devin, she plays ice hockey. Well, you know, we all play ice hockey, except my wife, but we're going to get her on skates one day. My daughter, Devin, she just scored her second goal last night. So she's super excited. She just started playing a little over a year ago. She's a freshman in high school. And then my son, Matthew, he's a goalie. He actually has a game right now. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, he's 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 a whole lot of fun, whole lot of Charisma. Uh, Some of you maybe have met him through the Zoom because he'll come barging into my office and introduce himself to pretty much anybody, (laughs) pretty much anybody. So again, in the chat, let us know where you're joining us from, right? What your role is in education. Make sure you've got the workbook um, access or you can use your own notebook. It's fine. The workbook will just help you uh, with with some script pieces. I dropped the link in the chat for you. All right. Number one commonality that we all have is we all have difficult adults in our life, okay? Whether it's in our home life, whether it's in our neighborhood, in our schools, right? Every single day, people are coming through our doors that are difficult, right? They're looking at things through their lens. And some of them are really angry, right? Some of them are really upset. Some of them are very, very emotional about things. So the reason why you're in this call or why you're in this session is because, hey, I have a hard time, right? With that, right? With that attitude, right? And so what I'm going to share with you is is a seven-step process that you can use every single day of your life from now uh, until, you know, the end and you meet your maker, right? Uh, Learning objectives. Number one, you're going to learn steps to creating a healthier organization. Healthier in terms of like how people treat each other, working conditions, okay? Number two, you're all going to learn a framework for having difficult conversations in a timely, a peaceful and effective way. I'm almost gonna call it joyful. (laughs) Some of you may be running out of the Zoom after this to go have a difficult conversation. And then number three, you're gonna build confidence, okay? Because we're gonna practice and prepare Based upon the scenarios that you shared with me and some other ones, you know that I have. So it's to have difficult conversations with colleagues and peers, direct reports, and uh, parents. Okay, so if you hang on the whole time, we'll do those all, 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 all live. If you can't, you know, stay with us. You'll have access to the recording, and you'll be able to go through that and those resources. All right. Give me a yes in the chat box if this is why you came in. If there's something else that you want to learn, let me know. Drop it in the chat box now. And always give me a. Hey, uh, hey Tom you're you know fading out or we can't hear you or or you're speaking too fast okay because uh, I tend to do that let me know all right chat box thumbs up good yes good to see you Monica all right Lake Erie oh man I love it Ohio perfect all right good 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 all right All right. So this process that we're going to share, it will work for anyone. I promise you from your dog to your fish, uh, to your to your kids, to your spouse, right, to your significant others, uh, to your neighbors. Okay. this is this is a critical, critical piece. So just a couple of mindset checks here. Mindset check. To be an effective leader, you have to think differently than everybody else. Right. If everybody thought the same, right, that's groupthink and we'll just get the same results over and over. But in particular, for the next hour, I want you to eliminate the I know, right? Because I'm going to share things that you have definitely heard, you have definitely read, someone has told you. Okay, so instead of saying, I know that, Tom, I want you to ask yourself, how well do I do that? How well do I do that? Because a big part of leading difficult people is leading yourself at the highest level, right? All leadership begins from the inside out, right? I can't lead others if I don't lead me well, and believe me, leading me is a full-time job. I'm a mess half the time. So, you know, it is really, really important, right, to ask yourself how well do I do that, right? So let's put some answers in the chat here or feel free to unmute yourself. You all have that access, but. What characteristics or behaviors do you typically see in difficult adults? What characteristics or behaviors do you see in them? And what will it cost you and the organization you lead or the team you lead if you allow those behaviors to, to uh, continue? So I'll, I'll pause there and give everybody you know 60 seconds to maybe drop something in the chat or unmute yourself. What characteristics do you see in them? What does it cost you if you allow them to continue? All right, it's in the chat. Defensiveness, good. Yep, absolutely, Amy. They're defensive. They think from their own perspective, good. Uh, Adults feel they're always right, right, and allow to continue to become unapproachable and toxic to the culture. Good, Monica. Yeah, that hurts my belly just uh, thinking about it. What else do we got? I added a couple here. I think they're in the chat, right? We've got um, we've got the ones that are defensive, which we talked about, right. I work so hard in the weekends like how dare you give me feedback, right? I I'm, I'm here late and <laughs> there's the inflexible. Uh, well, if the students aren't learning, it's their fault, right? It's not um, you know it's not it's not my fault. Uh, there's the fearful, they're totally afraid of change. They just love to complain about things. Uh, there's the conflict avoider. Uh, these employees like to talk to everybody about their challenges. you know, we're parents, it doesn't have to be place. They talk to everybody else except addressing it right with the person, right? They just like to <laughs> they like to find who's who's um, yeah, this is how I know to do it, right? Yeah, which is true, Janie. They're actually probably speaking the truth, right? That is how they know to do it, and they would rather do it that way than. Then look, then look bad elsewhere. Yeah, good, good, good. Okay, good. Yeah, you guys are starting to get my belly hurt, so I'm going to move on from that because I just you know I start to think about those people. So four four key points. Okay. Oh, Amy's got one more. Adults who make excuses create a school environment that does not have any accountability. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. In a School without accountability is just you know kind of floating around in destination disease. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh... Let's do that. Let's hide the channels here. Okay. Uh, so four key points for today. <clears throat> number one: any expectation not communicated is merely a thought. Any expectation not communicated is merely a thought. All right. I mean, that's that's heavy to even think about, right? Because <laughs> we're gonna talk a lot about expectations today. Point number two, right? Do not compromise on your goals and dreams because you are afraid of what someone else may think of you. You cannot compromise what you want in life, you know, because of the any fear, right, or criticism for, from naysayers, right, or even your own mindset, okay? So remember, any expectation not communicated is just a thought. And number two, do not compromise on your goals and dreams because you're afraid of what someone else may think of you. number point number 3 difficult conversations never get easier right the longer you wait the less likely you're going to have them and the worse the outcome is going to be they never get easier right i mean <laughs> this, is, this is an important piece you know you got to shovel the pile when it's small right that's what my first my first true uh, supervisor in a in a school. Well, I mean, I had other ones. The first one I listened to, let me say that. The first one I was a good follower to, he, he had said, shovel the pile when it's small. Such a, such a critical point, right? Because we get really, really busy and we don't want to interrupt their day or whatever it may be, you know, what they're doing. So, well, I'll get back to it, right? And a week later, two weeks later, you still haven't had that conversation. And by the time, it's too late. It's like trying to redirect the child who did something wrong and you're just, you know, bringing up old news. And maybe the fourth and most important point, and I I stole this from Todd uh, Whitaker, if anybody's ever read Todd's stuff. He's got great, great work, um, 18 things, great, you know, principles do differently and stuff like that. But anyway, he said, if you do not figure out effective and appropriate ways to lead and, com- and communicate with difficult people, you may become apprehensive about uh, communicating with all people. And I had a, I had a supervisor like that. I I never understood why he walked around the the school all day with his head down. He did not want to talk to anybody. Right. And no communication is still communication. Everybody remember that. No communication is still communication. This is really, really important that as a, As a leader, an organizational leader, no matter where you are, whether you're, you know, a teaching assistant on this call, a teacher, um, somewhere on the leadership team, high up in the organization, a board member, it doesn't matter. You have to learn how to effectively communicate difficult people and lead them and lead them. Right. And that's why you're here today. You're like, yeah, duh, Tom, that's why I came. And so I want you to think about this, right? So this is the this actually is the second thinking differently point, not number one, but maybe this is the most important piece. The other one was ask, how well do I do it? The lens principle, okay? The lens principle. I want you to understand this so that we don't see others how they are. We see them how we are, right? We see them through our lens. We see what they're not doing through our lens. The why aren't they doing that? Why don't they see that? Why don't they address that? How do they not see that kid sleeping in the corner? How do they not know that they <laughs> cause everybody else to have an ulcer when they walk in the room? How do they not know that they suck the oxygen out of the room when they come in? How do they not know that their email comes off like rude? You know? Our lens, not their lens, it's our lens. And this is why we tend to lead by faulty assumptions and assumptive leadership is by far the most dangerous leadership style it's really dangerous okay so remember the you know the lens principle we'll we'll talk more about that and maybe some of you have already gone through our disc leadership uh, program but if not you know i'll talk more about it later um, but disc is is a tool that can help raise your awareness right it helps you understand the four types of personality styles and why people do what they do but you do that through better understanding why you do what you do, right? Do I make decisions fast, like a D? Am I decisive? Am I more the I style, like the influencer? Do I like to be around, you know, uh, people? But I, but I, you know, I got a lot, you know, sometimes happening. Or am I the S style? Am I, am I loyal? But I don't like conflict, right? And I, and I don't always want to change. And and so, you know, how do I lead that way? And or am I more the C style down here in the bottom left? It's very, very. Black and white and cut and dry, and I need to know why everything's happening and I need a precise you know process to make sure everything occurs. It's really important to know, I mean, there's forty one different blend styles in the world, forty one different styles. So as you're leading all of your people, they're they're all different, but they're predictably different. And you can learn how to lead each one of them um, by going through that process. All right. And one more thinking differently, right? So here's my challenge is to, de- so in that you have to declare noble intent and act as though 100% of the adults in your life are doing the best that they know how. Everybody's doing their best, guaranteed. <laughs> now they may not, may not, you know, give their best effort every time, but they're doing their best and they're doing what they know. They're doing what they know. I've never met anybody who woke up and said, "I'm going to be incompetent today. I'm going to fail on purpose today." Now, I've definitely heard uh, people say, "I'm not going to do it that way." <laughs> I've seen people be more fearful of looking incompetent than getting in trouble, right? I mean, think about that when you have a curriculum change and you've got some, you know, teachers that are not willing to participate, they're not leaning in. They would rather do what they know, right, and be mediocre rather than do something outside their comfort zone and look bad. It's truth. So we have to declare noble intent. You know, we have to declare that everybody in our life, they're all doing as best as they can. And Right, so we have to put a ten in their head because we got to value them. Because if you don't value people, right? If you don't value people, you can't lead them. You can't lead anybody you don't value. So that's how we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think differently. And as painful as that is, I hear you, everybody. Like, and Tom Miller, he's out of his mind. If you don't value somebody, you won't have the difficult conversation with them in the right way to help them do something differently. It just won't happen, right? And one more note. Nothing I say today is meant to excuse the inappropriate behavior, though, right? People cannot do inappropriate things. They cannot do unethical things. They cannot do things that hurt their teammates and hurt kids, right? Nothing's accepted, but that's why we have to learn how to address it. I'll stop there. I don't see any questions in the chat. Uh, in case I'm going to make sure everybody's got this, I'm going to drop this link one more time. So everybody's got that's access to all the things that I'll be sharing today. Do, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. All right, here we go. All right, so key steps. Okay, so in your workbook, if you downloaded and you printed it, here I'm on uh, what page. Am I on? I'm on page uh, two. Yep. Okay. So we got these key steps. Right? Key steps here. This is the work that has to be done every single day, right? So this is the ongoing, consistent work that you've done as a leader of a team, a leader of an organization, leader of your home, doesn't matter, okay? The number one is you've got to get clear yourself. Most things are crystal clear right up here in our head. But if you don't articulate them, if you can't clearly articulate them on that paper, right? And that means like with a you know, with a pen and journaling out, what is it that I want to see? I don't believe you're ready to share them verbally yet, okay? So, it's important, right? Take your whiteboard, take a journal, right? And really, what is it that I want to see here, right? What is it that I want done? I know that I struggle with communicating clear expectations, and it's something that I work on every single day, okay? So, it's really, really important that you take the time to get clear yourself, right? Because remember, any expectation not communicated is just a thought, right? So we got all these thoughts in our head. So that's that's the first one. Okay? You got to get clear yourself. And I'll just say that the you know, I mean, I work with schools all across the world and, and, and the lack of clearly understood and communicated expectation is the number one issues that I see, right, of, of, of bad relationships and poor uh, performing teams. So you got to get clear yourself, right, because that's the cause of conflicts. It's, that's what leads to the faulty assumptions when you haven't clearly communicated what you want. And as a result, your organization suffers and the people quit other people. Okay, so number one, get clear yourself get clear yourself. Oh, and, you know, a great way to get clear, right, is to expand your vision. So, you know, you could go see other schools. Um, that's what we do here in North Carolina. We have a, a, a consortium, and we go visit high-performing schools so leaders can walk the hallways and really see how other schools are doing things, and then talk to the leaders to really get clarity on what it is they aim to achieve, okay? So that's important, because because I, I believe that it's it's hard to have clear vision if you get to open your eyes and see it, right? If the only model we have in life is ourselves, you know, we're not gonna be able to grow that next piece. So take just take 10 minutes every day, just writing out. What is it that I wanna see? What does I wanna see? Because then as you're walking down the hallways and you see something that's outside of your, <laughs> your vision, boop, right? You just shift and redirect here, okay? You got to know what you want to see. Vision is so, so important. Okay, number two. So now I got clear vision for what I want everywhere in my organization, everywhere, right? From the bus stop (laughs) to the desk, okay? From the, you know, partnerships with the community and the the families to the how, you know, someone feels when they walk in um, to the school that day. Number two. Decide where you need to set these expectations. So when you have your clear vision, excuse me, then, then, then you start to be like, okay, this is what I want to see, but this is what's happening. I've got to reset expectations here. Okay. Think about the gaps that exist in your organization or on your team, right? Based upon the actions of those people, I want you to understand that results leave clues. So you've got to think about where do I need to reset or recommunicate expectations to get better results to make sure people are doing things. You got to you as a leader have to figure out where you're falling short. And again, this is with stakeholders, students, staff, board members, wherever there's expectations everywhere. Again, any expectation not communicated, just a thought, okay? It's just a thought. I think that's like the fourth or fifth time I've said that. So hopefully someone's written that down. I think it's written in your, your workbook, actually. <laughs> and an expectation is defined as believing that something is going to happen or believing that it should happen in a certain way. So if I have an expectation about you know how my son takes out the trash or how, how a parent acts when they come into my building all right or how a person drives in carpool but i haven't communicated it just a thought okay just a thought and people are going to do what people think is what they should do through their lens is this making sense everybody give me a yes in the chat box if that makes sense if people people if they're not clear with the expectation or the role they will just do what they think is best now, some of it, they do it based upon their personality, right? And some of it, they're just doing as best as they can because they're not really sure. Okay, good. I got some yeses in there. I love it. All right. Thanks. Thanks for participating. There. Okay, good. Okay. So this is that's a really, really important part, right? So people need to, they deserve to know what is expected of them because in the absence of information, people assume the worst. They assume the worst, right? That's that communication gap. I mean, think about this. If we don't set expectations and then communicate the expectations and then hold people accountable for what we actually haven't communicated, that's gonna cause conflict, right? because our mind is going to oh they're lazy they're unfocused they're egotistical they're insubordinate and they're they're just going about their day doing what they think is expected of them while you as the leader right are watching them do exactly what you think they should not be doing again doesn't matter if the a student a parent a teacher your you know your own direct supervisor <laughs> all of it. Okay, really, really important. You got to decide where you're going to set expectations. Don't judge me on something that you haven't told me you want me to do, right? So this is why you've got this workbook to really go back and reflect and write these things out. All right, number three, we got to understand the why, okay? So provide people the context and the justification of the expectation is going to increase accountability. And it's going to help that people understand the bigger picture and how meeting that expectation helps achieve the bigger picture goals. It's going to accelerate their overall support. That's why it's so important that you get really clear yourself and you write like, this is why we do this here. This is what we do at Integrity Academy. When kids come here, they're going to you know, this is what they're going to feel. This is what they're going to do. And here's why that's important, because we have learned through our time and our research and our efforts that this is how kids learn best. This is why we treat each other. I mean, whatever it is. okay, Got to understand the why behind the expectation. And I go much deeper in these in our um, master communication course, which I think some of you already signed up for, which is great. All right. So I'm just trying to hit these at a high level here. All right. Number four. After you've gotten clear, after you've set expectations, right, after you understand the why, then you got to meet with the employees or the stakeholders face to face. So this happens in town hall meetings. It could happen through YouTube videos, right, you know, with your families. If you can't get everybody in the room, it comes through, you know, um, uh, you know, clarifications in handbooks, right, or, you know, policies. It could be in big meetings, small meetings, one to one meetings. It doesn't matter, but it needs this face to face. Because 55% of communication is body language. 38% of communication is tone of voice. That means that 93% of what we communicate has nothing to do with the actual words that we use. We've got to meet them face to face. Okay. We got to sit down with them. And, and, and right. So it's a, it's a least to most restrictive environment. It's big, big group smaller groups, one-on-ones, right? All depending upon the situation of how, of how we get there. Do not use a memo to communicate expectations the first time. Nothing wrong with a memo and an email as the follow-up, <laughs> as a follow-up to our conversation, here's what we have committed to, right? As a follow-up, here's our expectations but don't do it the first time. And here's why. The only people reading the memo or the email are the people that you don't have to worry about. But now you've just upset them because now they think they're doing something wrong. They're gonna remember the one time that they walked in three three seconds late or the one time that they showed a movie, right? Or the one time that they parked in a wrong parking spot and be like, oh my, woe is me, I'm gonna get fired, right? So you got you to gotta let them know, right? You got to do it face-to-face. Hopefully this is helpful here. Okay, number five. Oh, I don't know if I'd like this one. Uh, I think I've got these out of order here. Hold on. No, that's right. Okay, so you're going to gain agreement and commitment at that meeting, okay? So let's, let's just stay at the meeting here. Um, gain agreement and commitment at the meeting. Once you've documented expectations, right? Everybody's read them, everybody understands them. You're gonna gain commitment through asking questions, asking people to repeat, right? Maybe you have them do some sort of practical activity, like examples and non-examples of your core values, examples of non-examples of the rule. Maybe you put them in round tables, right? You find way to make it stick, okay? Find way to make it stick and gain agreement and commitment at that meeting big group small group you know one on one maybe they sign off on something right maybe they fill out something whatever it might be it's important that you know that they know these are the expectations right you have to avoid things like everybody got it right did you get the memo right you know you got to be specific right be specific in what you want okay so it could be like a question like um what do you understand is your responsibility in this initiative, right? What are your next steps, right? What are you going to do first? Um, what specific questions do you have regarding the task or the project? Um, when can you have this completed by? Or are you able to commit to the to, to the five o'clock deadline on Friday? Whatever it may be, right? You're you're gaining commitment. You're gaining certainty that they understand right so let's say that we set a rule that hey next um friday i need all of the data in the google drive from the map test and i need it broken down by um by a standard right the reason is because i'm going to work on it over the weekend for when you come on monday you're going to have a breakdown okay of the standards that need to be retaught i mean you know, right you're you're you know, stating the deadline, the commitment, the what you want, right? People love clear answers, right? According to the DISC profile, 86% of people are the S style or the C style. That means they're process oriented. That, That means that they love to know how and why, they love clear answers, they love quality instructions, and they like to feel valued. So you got to make sure that if you're a big picture leader, you're able to break down these expectations and give them specifics, not wandering generalities, right? People want a meaningful, specific then, okay, you're going to identify the current reality. Okay, this should be step six in your workbook. I think I've got it written wrong in the PowerPoint. So identify the current reality. You cannot lead from behind your desk. Okay, so after I have gained clarity, I've stated my expectations, I understand the why, I've met with people, I've gained commitment from people, now I'm going to lead by walking around, right? I'm going to check I'm going to inspect what I expected. I'm going to make sure that my vision in reality matches the vision that I wrote down on paper. matches the vision that I have in my head. Okay, you're going to check in with everybody. Make sure they understand. Make sure that they're taking those first couple of steps. Make sure that they know their expectations and the deadline and their responsibilities. And remember, everybody on your team and in your organization is going to have a different length of rope, right? So some, you know, people may need a minor check-in versus some people may need like a total follow-up, right? If they're they're on a short rope, it's like, hey, you know, they they tend to not meet expectations, so I need to meet with them more often or have somebody meet with them more often so we can make sure we get to the best result. You don't want to micromanage, right? But you do want to explain, you know, the why and say, hey, you know, hey, look, the last thing I want, right, is for you to work on something that I did not clearly clearly, clearly communicate. So when you get to this point, let's just have a check-in, right? Because I want to make sure you're on the right path. Your time is valuable. It's valuable to you. It's valuable to this organization. I don't want you going down the wrong direction, right? Because sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't always communicate great right i don't always uh, communicate clearly so i want to make sure you know exactly what you need to do you've got to take the lead here right now remember completing these first six steps is critical before you can truly create an or you know an organization that's that's holds everybody accountable that joyful accountability we talked about and and accountability is not a bad word everybody accountability is i can count on you right you're just That's really what accountability is, is I want to count on you. I'm counting on you to do what I ask you to do. Whether you're a parent, a student, a teacher, right? Does not matter. Does not matter. Okay. All right. And the last step, step seven, this is where, you know, we're going to spend the bulk of our time now. We're going to address the little things immediately. Before we do that, I'm going to see if we got anything in the chat. Agree, you need to communicate expectations in order to hold them accountable. Yeah. I'm going to pause there, see if there's, is there any thoughts or questions about those first six very, very important steps. And they're happening all the time. Like those six steps never, never, never go away. All right, so I'm on page five of your workbook. And so here's the first example that we're going to use, okay? Because we got to address the little things immediately. This is the first example. Let me get this thing out of the way here. All right. So let's say it's uh, Tuesday, right? It's this Tuesday, which is what? March 7th. All right. So hey, everybody. Um, at next week's a PLC meeting, right? At next week's a professional learning community meeting. We're going to be going over the, the, uh, the, the, the winter MAP scores, right? over the benchmark data. So uh, here's what I need for everybody is to have your student data, right? Including the most common questions missed per standard uploaded into the Google Sheet by Friday at five o'clock. This is gonna give you three days from now, right? Cause it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to complete that either during your planning time or do it after school, it's up to you when you do it. Um, Do it during, you know, school hours so you can get help from your team if you need it. Uh, But I'm going to take these per teacher and have a grade level by grade level breakdown for you Monday. And then this will give you two days to look at the data before we come right back to our next uh, PLC meeting next Tuesday. All right. What questions do you have about uploading the data or how to how to break the data down? right? So I'm, I'm gaining commitment. I help them understand, you know, the why, um, right? That's my that's my example. <laughs> so now it's, it's Saturday morning, right? It's Saturday morning. I've got my coffee. And I'm going to go look at the Google Drive data. And lo and behold, Tom Miller doesn't have his data in the Google Sheet, right? So I can't do that one grade level because Tom Miller hasn't done the work. Now, I'm not going to email Tom on a Saturday. I'm not going to text him on a Saturday, right? But first thing Monday morning, I'm going to be right at Tom Miller's door. And I'm going to say, hey, Tom Miller, at the meeting last Tuesday, right, this is in your drive or in your workbook, at the team meeting, we agreed and committed to having all of our data in the Google Drive by five o'clock on Friday. But when I went to analyze all of the the teachers' data over the weekend, I happened to notice that your data was not there. Can you help me understand how come you are not able to meet that commitment? Okay, so this is our first communication strategy. It's called the VRUOL model. Okay. So, vision is the uh, desired result. You heard me say, At the team meeting, we agreed and committed to having all of our data in the Google Drive by 5 o'clock on Friday. Then reality, what actually happened. But when I went to analyze all the data over the weekend, I happened to notice your data was not there. And then you understanding. Can you help me understand how come you're not able to meet that commitment? And then you're just going to listen. This is the first strategy to leading and communicating to difficult people. And it doesn't matter who you're communicating to, whether it's a parent, a teacher you supervise, a colleague, a peer, a neighbor, vision, reality, understand. This is what I expected to see. This is what actually happened. Now you're seeking to understand, right? Because your goal here is to seek to understand where Tom Miller went awry, right? Because the O is opportunity. You're going to provide, you know, specifics (laughs) on how to close that gap for next time, right? Now, depending upon what your relationship is with Tom Miller, right, you may not have the rapport or the, or the permission, right? The permission leadership to provide options, right? To provide the opportunity, right? You're just VRUing it. Help, help me understand. Right. And it could just be, well, what are you, what are you going to do differently next time? <laughs> right. How, how, how will you make sure this happens? So if they're able to, you know, kind of self-coach themselves, that's, that's great, right? If they have a growth mindset, this may happen, right? And L is leadership, right? So this is how could I have asked, right? Or how could have I had communicated this better, Tom Miller, so you would have had a better result, right? So let's just let's just finish up there. So I'm still on page five. So this is I'm, I sought to understand, and Tom Miller told me that I don't know his dog ate it or whatever happened, right? Well, I'm sorry to hear that you had an issue with getting the data uploaded. Did you ask a teammate? Did, did you reach out to me, Tom? Like, you know, did I miss an email or a, a call from you? Right, so, so right there is the, oh, right. I'm, I'm, I'm basically leading Tom into, <laughs> into how Tom can improve. Because here's the thing. Tom Miller has to commit to how he's going to improve. I can't change Tom Miller. Tom Miller is who he is. You can't change people you can create an environment where uh, people can change they can work on themselves and change but you cannot change other people you can only change you right and you grow your leadership will help other people grow their leadership because you'll be coaching them you know to get there right so so after we come up with some opportunities right all depends least least to most restrictive where we are and you know, you know, either giving a directive right or helping themselves you know coach themselves to a better answer for next time. When do you think you can have this data completed, Tom? And Tom says, noon, great. I look forward to seeing it then, right? And you probably want to restate the full expectations by standard, most most missed you know questions right in the Google Drive. And then you're asking them, hey, one more thing, Tom, how could I have improved my communication or support to ensure next time you're able to meet your commitment? And Tom may say, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure. So, OK, well, listen, after you get this project done, I want to meet with you again one day from now. And let, I, I really want to unpack that answer because, Tom, hey, I want you to be successful and I need to know how I can better lead you. Because I know you 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 uh, want to be successful too, Tom. Right? So I'm I'm taking some heat here, but I'm really putting it back on Tom. Right? So based upon this just first example, everybody, I know this is you know just one kind of scenario. What's a what's an action step that you think you can take? to grow your ability to lead and communicate to difficult people. Go ahead and write it down first in your book or your notes, wherever you're writing down your action step. And then, you know, drop it in the chat. I would love to, I would love to see it. Oh, sorry. Kiko. Yeah. I'll have to find where that where that that's, that's the shorter version, right? So there's two different, um, just like uh, Janie said, there's two different versions of the workbook. There's one that's longer, uh, but they're all in, they're all in that Google drive link there. So you can grab them all. So sorry. Yep. My apologies. I'll go back through that email um, list and see which one's spitting out the, the shorter version. Okay. So what's, so what's an action step for everybody. I would love to just hear what's one thing you can apply, right. Or, uh, or a, uh, question, I'm going to stop sharing for a second. All right. And as we're doing it, I'm pulling up the, uh, a difficult parent, okay, ask them how I can communicate the initiative more clearly. Yeah, that's good, right? I'd like you to start a scenario by talking face to face with teacher. Yeah, just send an email. Yeah. And you know, Amy, like I used to be, I pretty much have a rule that I do not message my team on out of school hours. Um, Now, I may send an email, but I schedule it, right? So I might be, you know, doing that work over the weekend. So sometimes they may open up their emails at eight o'clock on a Monday and like 10 of them show up at one time. But I just want to kind of live by that rule that, hey, there's there's work time. And I know that you work outside work hours, but I don't want you to feel like that's an expectation of of you. And I've had to talk to many teams that I've, you know, because I've had to lead, you know, seven schools over the last, you know, uh, three years. and And I've just told those leadership teams like, hey, I don't expect you to work over the weekend. If you have so much work that you can't get it done in the 40 hours that you're scheduled, let, let's you know, let, you know let's have a conversation. Because you're either working on the wrong things, right? Or you've got too much on your plate, and I can help you prioritize that. So um yeah. My extra step is helping others accountable and having a difficult conversation, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it always starts with kind of how, how can I improve this? So let me, so I asked, um, I asked in the, uh, in one of the, uh, I think it was a principal desk of Facebook group. If you're not part of that group, it's got a, it's got a couple hundred thousand people in it. So they usually give some really good pieces. So, so, you know, you know, folks have asked, well, what about parents? You know, what about difficult parents? So I got a bunch of examples. These are, these are written, you know, I mean, you know, directly from. Um, you know the people in the group, and I just I just started to use. Uh, let's start with the VRUOL model first, right? So the and so what I'll do is there's about twenty examples here. I'll take the time over the next week to start you know building in mini scripts, uh, but you know feel free because this is where we need to work you know uh, together here to help everybody. Okay, because I want you to practice. So here's the example. Um, As someone said, the most uh, difficult is when parents know their child needs therapy, but they won't follow through. It's hard to watch the child continually struggle. And then someone else wrote, you know, when we're seeing obvious emotion, you know, behavior concerns, right? So they were kind of the same thing. So, you know, this is a, you know, face-to-face meeting, right? And so this is where having those first six steps and clarity in your organization as a whole really helps you have this conversation with this parent you know and every every conversation I ever have any big meeting you know when I was an exceptional children's uh, teacher and and a principal right so whether it was a heavy discipline issue or a big IEP meeting like I started off by always saying everybody at this table wants what's best for your son everybody right because you got to find common ground there first, right? If you're if you're dealing with any human being, I have to reach for the heart before I'm reaching for the hand. I've got to create a connection with them. Okay. So you could say, you know, some, you know, this is kind of like off the cuff, but I said, Hey, look, my vision for it for Integrity Academy is that every child reaches their full potential. And my staff and I work diligently to build long-lasting partnerships. With experts in the related services field to 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 you know make sure we have the you know the tools and the resources and the programs to help every child. However, when we offer these services to you, you 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 know you're not accepting the help. Now I know that you want your child to live and achieve at the fullest potential. So, can you help me understand your um, stance? against this related services support? And then you just listen, right? So this is the VRU, right? So I, you state your vision of your school, right? Maybe it's your mission and your vision and what you're trying to achieve. And then you bring in the reality, right? And then you just, you want to seek to understand because your job here, your, your goal is to close this gap, right? Is to close this communication gap between you and the team, right? I'm sorry, the team and the parent, because that's what we want right now. So now, so now you're listening for why they're against it. Okay. And then, you know, you know, depending upon their answers, where your O comes in, right? The options are, all, are opportunities. And 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 this is important. I'm going to type this in here. Um you're looking for the lowest uh well action threshold, right? So I'm going to use this term threshold. My spelling is always not good. Okay. So when you're talking about options and opportunities like, well, you know, what you could ask, well, what, what would you agree to? What is a, right? Because you just, you're just looking to help. Remember least to most, right? Um, well, what's something you're willing to do for your child here at school? Right. Now, again, th- th- this is the parent that's, re- you know, reluctant and not the parent who's asking for everything. OK, so, you know, opportunities and then, you know, leadership. Right. So, hey, how could you know, how could we have how could we have uh, led you or how could we communicate better? Like, you know, so we don't get in this you know situation again. What what could we as a team have done you know better to serve you? And you may not have an answer now, ma'am. You know, so but I would like to follow up with a phone call with you. Right. That's it, right? You're just, it's V-R-U-O-L all the time. It doesn't change, right? It doesn't change. So you got to get clear on your vision for what's you know successes, what's you know, victory in this, you know, situation, right? Or for your school. And then state the reality. When you're stating the reality, you always wanna use facts and truths. Don't use words like everybody or every time but like you're going to lose people immediately, especially those C styles. Cause they're going to be like, Oh no, you know, you know, again, this is going back to the employee. Right. But you know uh, we have always offered you it always. Well, no, you haven't. You know, right. So just be very mindful of your words here and your body language, obviously and your tone of voice. Uh, but with opportunities with a parent, you're really just looking for the lowest action threshold, right. Based upon what they said, um, about their their understanding. Yeah, Here, here's another issue. Yep, but uh, parents who do not uh, discipline students at home and expect us to do it, but don't you know support our efforts. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. You know, you know that's another one, right? You could just say, um, our vision is for safety and security, and this is what this looks like at Integr- Integrity Academy. Right. These are the rules and these are the consequences based upon rules. And then you just state the reality, whatever the reality may be. However, you know. When your child makes a choice and breaks these rules. You write an email, right, or you say you're not going to participate. I mean, whatever it may be. Um, Help, help, help me understand. Right. We're seeking a partnership here between home and school. Right? Because, you know, remember, they're looking at school from their lens and you're looking at from your lens. They're looking at their child from their lens and you're looking at their child from your lens. So what you've got to do is get off your agenda and on theirs. Right. How can we close this communication gap? And I you know, remember we had a, you know, one of the last schools I was in charge of, we had a, a situation where a parent said, I'm not come. My kid's not coming to their in-school suspension or their after school. I can't remember what it was. And I said, well, okay. Um, The next time that they show up for school, whenever that may be, that's when they'll do it. (laughs) Right. That's it. And they came and they showed up and they did it. Right. It's just, it's just a matter of, right. It's, you know, I'm not going to let you out of this. Your child made a choice. Here was the rule that they broke. Here is where it's clearly stated in their handbook. This is the work we did. This is the consequence. This is when they'll serve it. Well, we're not going to do it. OK, that's your choice. I'm just saying the next time that they show up for school, this is when it will happen. Here's another example, um, explaining to a parent that their child is harassing another student. Again, using the VRUOL model. Again, my vision for Integrity Academy is that every child comes to school feeling safe and cared for. And I'd like to think that the parents send their child to our school for that very same reason. Now harassment, and according to our handbook and our policy man, uh, manual is you know defined as aggressive pressure or intimidation. It can happen verbally, physically, Or visually. Your child was accused of doing, right, you just state exactly what the accusation, precisely what it was. Don't be broad, right? This is not the time for being a wandering generality. This is the time to be a meaningful specific. When we asked your child, they admitted to doing these behaviors, and these behaviors are a violation of our student code of conduct. Please help me better understand your concern and how you believe that this consequence does not align to what is written in the handbook. I'm, I'm very curious. And then just sit back and listen. Now it's important, you know, prior to having these meetings that you've taken the time to, to build the, you know, the norms, right. The norms of your meeting and, and how you'll treat them right. And how they'll treat you. If you've got a parent who's, you know, off the, off the rocker <laughs> right uh, and just you know being rude to you I mean you know you just you just don't uh, you just end the meeting okay you just end the meeting. so those are a couple parent examples. Um, I want to just take a minute or two here to talk about uh, you know so like like how do we get here right and I've talked about disk, uh, but I linked it in your workbook, in the longer workbook. Uh, but there's an email also that'll come with a link, and I'll drop the link in the chat too. But um, our DISC leadership, you know, personality profile, uh, you know, it, this is the, what I love about it is that you've got three graphs here, right? So our personality is driven by you know our core values and our behaviors and our uh, beliefs. But what we do, right, is triggered by our environment. So when you take our DISC, a personality profile, you understand these three graphs, right? Graph number one is your public self. This is how you most, you know, what behave. So for me, I'm a, you know, people person. I like to be out in front. I like to be out involved. I'm a high I. But the second graph is our conflict graph, It's our, our stress and our conflict graph. And so for for, I mean, look at my... Graphs change, right? So a D and C, so that's dominant and um, you know uh, cautious. So I see control from a D side and accuracy from a C side under stress. So I have to know that about me. So if I'm going into a difficult conversation, I have to understand how my personality is going to pop, you know, uh, possibly show up if I'm not in control of my emotions. And this is why it's so important to like, hey, you got to script out these no difficult conversations. You have to have real clarity and understanding about the VR UOL model. So then you walk into every difficult conversation confident. You should not be, you should not be the most uncomfortable person in any difficult conversation. You should be the person that's just seeking to understand. Right? So this has really helped me, you know, better understand my own personality style so then I could be better for other people. And, you know, graph three is, your, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your style that you use, right? It's, it's where all the scores come all together. So I'm a CDI. I'm a, I'm a high CI. I Used to be a high I, uh, but that has changed. Another part of the disc, you know, profile when you take it is you get a list of your communication do's and don'ts. So this is the best way to c- uh, communicate with me, right? Be direct. Talk about results. Talk about the solutions, not the problems, right? I, I'm a results-oriented person, right? So if I'm sitting with my team and we're, you know, sharing these pieces, I'm like, hey, here's the best way to communicate with me. And then communication don't. Here's how not, to, how not to communicate with me. And just imagine, you know, like the power, if you had this, uh, you know, a blueprint, right, for everybody at the table. But the great part is that when you go through the DISC leadership, uh, you know, lessons, like, you better understand your personality, and start to see signs in other people, right? Everybody, right? Everybody's different, but they're predictably different. You can better understand other people's, you know, styles by learning your own. And then you, you, you know, I've learned to modify my communication style to, you know, to communicate to the people around me. Such an important part. And the last piece, there's a, you know, there's a strength in leadership and helps you better understand what you're great at and where you should spend the bulk of your time, you should spend 90 to 95% of your day in your strength zone. So for me, that's creativity, directing and influence, okay? When it comes down to like, you know, process and details and persistence and relationships, I'm okay. You see, I'm, you know, I'm at the midline, but I'm not, I'm not strong. So I have to, everybody around me, right? That's who I want. I need those, you know, detail and, you know, process oriented people. And I know, right, in, you know, stressful situations, I, I get emotional and I get dumb. I lose IQ points. And I have a leaky face is what it's called, right? I wear my emotions on my face. So I have to know that going into a difficult conversation, right? i got to be the best me that I can be. And I have to make sure I stick to facts and details and not about control and accuracy in that piece. So um, if you, you know, get this uh, program, you'll get a one-on-one, you know, debrief, right? So after you take the disc and it's a 29-page report that's, you know, filled with information for you. Uh, I'll do a one-on-one with you. Then you get three uh, follow-up sessions whenever you need them. Um, You know, just to kind of, this is my awareness. This is what I'm learning, Tom. You know, how do I help, you know, through these processes? You've got our online disk, you know, development program. Uh, You get the Winning with People Reflection Workbook. Um, And this is regularly $297. um, But for you guys, it's going to be $97 if you choose. Um, and then there's, you know, lots of different ways. It's, it's a leadership-based report, you know, based upon John Maxwell's leadership principles. Um, and, and it's, you know, personalized to you. You got the three graphs, which I showed you. Um, you know what your strengths are, your do's and don'ts of communications. And then you'll get a one-on-one time. And this is where you're really going to get a lot of value um, and really help understand, you know, what are your greatest fears and how are we working around those and how do I make sure that I, you know, start to have these, co- you know, co- conversations with a lot more confidence uh, we talked about the power disc right and then you know your're coach right you're part of our our network so now you're you're in our community and you can reach out anytime to get these help so if you want to invest a little bit deeper uh you know you can the link is in your book and it, it'll be emailed to you um, you'll save 200 dollars and that expires Monday Monday at midnight okay Monday at midnight and I'll stay on after if you know anybody wants to you know talk about those. Um, could, but I want to get through this because you guys have invested your time and you're doing great. So let me talk about strategy number two. All right, strategy number two. This is the FBI model, the Feelings Behavior Impact model. I learned this from Simon Sinek. If you've ever read any of his work, Simon Sinek. So let's, let's, let's use the same you know, the same first example, right? About the, the, uh, Tom Miller who, who didn't do his work on time, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so this is your second. So you've got the VRUL model, right? That's one. And this is really good for hurtful people, right? Hurtful and harmful people. Um, so uh, it sounds like this. Uh, hey, Mr. Miller, when you did not have your data uploaded into Google Drive on time that we all agreed to, it made me feel as though it was not important and you did not care about the rest of our team or me. And as a result, my trust that you can be an effective member of our team is waning. If it happens one more time, you'll be placed on an action plan, right? Again, this is if if you're talking to a direct report, right? So feelings, how they made you feel, the behavior, be very specific, and what's the impact, okay? What's the impact? Doesn't have to happen in that order doesn't have to happen in that order. Another example on page seven is, hey, Mr. Miller, today you were late for the team meeting. You also seemed a little unprepared. Is everything okay, right? I'm trying to make sure they're all right. Well, when you're late or unprepared for a meeting that you scheduled, it makes me feel like my time is not of value to you. Now, I can't speak for the rest of the team, but I would think that they would agree. And if this continues, I'm concerned that you're going to lose trust and respect to the team. Which will lead me to have to make a decision in regard to your responsibilities. How will you work to meet these expectations? All right again, feelings, behavior, impact. It's a different model. It's a shorter model, um, and it can be, you know, it can be very, very powerful. Uh, let me make sure that I'm sharing the right thing here. So I want to go back to the difficult parents examples. And I have one that I wrote here. So someone wrote here, uh, when having to call out a parent for their own behavior, let them know that they cannot be on campus or talk to a teacher without me. Okay. So feelings, behavior, impact, right? When you just fill in the behavior, right? When you scream at my teachers in carline. right? Or when you raise your voice, maybe not you scream, right? Because we want to be very specific here with whatever the behavior is. Okay. And, and through disc, like you better understand those pieces. You're in a good place. You're watching your own tone of voice, right? Because you're not going to wrestle with a pig here, right? We're going to say when you do this, right? When you got out of your car and car line, when you told my teacher, boom, right? Uh, It makes me feel as though you do not respect the safety and the security or you do not respect our learning space or you you don't you know you don't respect our core values right or you don't respect me or you don't respect the staff whatever it is right and as a result you will right if it happens again or even this first time as a result you will receive a 30 day ban from being on campus for all school activities or you will no longer be permitted to right i've 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 had to send these messages i've had to ban people right? Does it change who they are? No, but it protects, it protects the culture of your organization, right? So feelings, behavior, impact. Now, some of you, right, say, I, you know, I'm afraid of doing that, because, you know, the central office, right, or the board, or they're friends with somebody, you know, I don't care, (laughs) right? When it comes to your people, right, that's what I'm going to tell my board. That's what I'm going to tell my boss. Hey, look, my job here as an organizational leader is to protect the safety and the security and the core values of this organization. And when somebody right chooses to not adhere to our rules and expectations, right, who treats other people, um, you know, unkind and gets away with it, it lowers the culture of our organization, right? You can go right back to your boss and use the feelings, behavior, impact, and the impact might be you know, as a result, I'm questioning whether or not this is the right place for me. Does that make sense, everybody? Give me a yes in the chat, or are you with me there, right? I mean, (laughs) you've probably been in a situation where you didn't feel, you know, protected by someone that you expected to do that. And every time, right, culture, culture, is the worst behavior that will be tolerated in your organization. Every time you don't address these little things, right? Make big things out of little things. You're slowly eroding the culture and you're losing credibility with those that you serve. You know, people are gonna be less, (laughs) they're gonna be less, I'm gonna, I need to, it's not coming out. They're not going to be mad at who made them mad. (laughs) They're going to be mad at you because you didn't do something, right? Or they don't feel that you did something. It's important. I did not realize that as a leader. I did not know that I was losing credibility with those that I served because I was not addressing the, the little things that made their working conditions less. It's really important. This is really important, right? So you could use either of these models, feelings, behavior impact, or the VRUOL. Um, let's see. Uh, let's find another good one to go together. And I would love for anybody to unmute and do one with me or or you know share an example here and we can you know work on it together. Um, we talked about the regular classroom, teachers, okay, teachers had to re- resign for personal family reasons. okay more information. Okay, this is great. So let's use a VRUOL model with this one. Okay, this is oh uh, okay. So, I, I had to deal with this one a lot last year. We, <laughs> I was in charge of a school that went on, teachers went on strike and we lost 40% of staff in October and we had to replace them all in a short time. So common, right, division. At Integrity Academy, right? We hold safety, security, you know, student learning to the utmost level every day we are working to improve our communication, right? And our our teacher's ability to engage and broaden and create uh, uh, critical thinkers, right? Whatever your vision is for your academics, okay? Reality is we have lost a couple of teachers and it's really unfortunate, right? But I'm not able to share why teachers leave. I can certainly guess that they left for X, Y, Z reason. And here's what I'm doing, right? Here's what, you just go back to the action steps because ultimately all parents want to know is that their child's being taken care of and somebody is addressing the organizational health problem, right? So the vision for the school, right? The reality of the situation, And what we're doing, right? And it could just be, you could even use the feelings, behavior, impact, right? When someone leaves our organization, I take it personally, right? Because ultimately, I know that people quit uh, people. They don't quit organizations, right? And the impact is this, right? We know, right? So here's what we've done, right? Here's what we started to do. And I like every day I was messaging, we've got, you know, 10 jobs available, right? Who do you know that we should know? Do we have any, you know, well, uh, you know, a former teacher? Like, I was always looking for solutions and staying in the communication trail. I was day by day in the car line talking to people. And that's how you're going to, you know, change that message, right? You're not going to, you, you can't change the way people think of you, right? That's their right. All you can do is change your behaviors to ensure that they get the picture of credibility and certainty. That's, that's all you want, right? So you, so you could use the same model to do that. Uh, let me see what we got here, five new messages. I'm a person who needs to think things through, analyze and thoughtful my responses. Oh, I love this. All right, this is so great. I don't know your first name. I see Copes, is that, you know, I, K, K. Copes. So they said, I'm a person who needs to think things through, analyze and thoughtful my responses, right? So odds are, if you haven't taken a DISC profile, you're probably that C style, right? Or that S style. And at times I think that if people viewed it as lack of leadership, but I have to have the conversation, right? Okay. And think through, is it bad? No, it's who you are. Okay. It's who you are. And so what you want to do is make sure you're communicating to people. You have been heard, right? I have your information. Here's what I'm going to do. And then whatever you say you're going to do, you got to do it and you got to follow up. Okay. I think it's important that your team, even your family members, your stakeholders, but most importantly, your team and those that are closest to you know and understand your decision-making process. That's why doing the DISC as a team, like we do it as a team, you know, we've done it as whole staffs, you know, we've had 100 people in the room do it. And we've had these teams, you know, talk about this, right? Here's what I bring to the team. Here's, here's, here's some misconceptions about me that I make decisions slow right? But here's what I need my team to know about me, okay? And it's important that when you communicate that, then then everybody knows, because you're right. People, through their lens, right, their lens, may interpret, right, or perceive that you don't know what to do, because you haven't made a a decision. You're just going to say, you know, hey, everybody, you're going to (laughs) gather. I've gathered all your evidences. I've got everything you've given me. Now, you all know I'm a very process oriented person, right? I like to communicate and I like to get it right, right? Not get it right for me, but I like to get it right as a whole. But to do that, I'm gonna need to read through this and I'm, I'm gonna probably check in with a couple of you. So in 48 hours, you'll hear back from me. And I know you're gonna be like, 48 hours, that's a long time. But as I've already said, you know, I want to get it right for everybody. I don't need to be right. I just want to get it right. Okay. That's important. So you're just communicating how you write, how you do things, how you do things. Does that help? Let me see what it is. It keeps going all back down. Okay, good. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. What's your first name? Kim. Hey Kim. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and it's not bad. It's great. You're perfect, and you were you were created perfectly and abundantly. So never think otherwise, right? Never ever ever think otherwise. That's just you know, that our our mind is very cunning. It uh, it likes to um, it likes to keep us safe, right? And it and it likes to create you know stories in our heads. So um, all right, let me make sure I've done through it. Okay, so we've talked about feelings, behavior, impact. We talked about the VRL, right? So there's two different models here that you've learned today. That was one or objectives. Um, so we practice a couple of strategies with parents, right? And so what I'll do, my promise to you is to, I'll, I'll keep working through that. You've got access to it. I'll make sure I reshare it in an email. Um, so then, you know, you can kind of start to see, right? And you can take those with your team and be like, hey, look at this strategy that I learned over the weekend. Let's start. What are some common, you know, uh, parent complaints that we have, right? So we're all equipped and ready to go. Um, to have these have these conversations. So let's finish up here. Uh, do, 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 do. Make sure you write down your action steps for improvement. All right? What are you going to apply? What are you going to change and teach in your life? And then we're going to go through the D's and C's of communicating with difficult people. So I'm on page eight of your workbook. And I'm sorry, Kim, you know, for you, if you just want to write it down, um, it's on the back page, but you're going to do it quickly. Okay. Anytime that you have to have a difficult conversation, you're going to do it quickly. Why? (laughs) Because difficult conversations never get easier, right? The longer you wait, the less likely you're going to have them, and the results are going to be worse, okay? So just do it, right? As soon as you see it, as soon as your reality vision doesn't match the vision in your head or the expectations you've uh, communicated, you got to address it. you got to address it. So you're gonna do it quickly, you're gonna do it calmly, right? You're gonna make sure I'm in a good place, right? And so it could just be that you're like fired up. And you're like, oh, my God, I gotta address this, right? So you're gonna walk over. Hey, my you know vision is this, you're doing that, right? At this point, right? you 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 may just need to re- remove the person from the situation, right <laughs> and 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 you always want to do it, you know, privately. Um right. And 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 so like you know, sometimes you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta say, hey, are you okay? Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, okay. Well, when I walked by, uh, I heard you raise your voice at the kids. And um, you know, we don't do that here. So why don't you know, why don't we just do this? I'll I'll take your class for a couple of minutes, you know, why don't you just go, you know, collect yourself, right? Whatever it may be, but you you cannot you cannot come in hot. (laughs) That's a mistake I've made. I've come in hot (laughs) and you all saw where I am under stress, right? Not not good. So you have to learn, right? So do it quickly, right? Don't hear somebody yelling and then make a note of it to come back later, right? You got to check on that situation right there. Do it calmly, okay? Do it calmly, do it privately and do it thoughtfully, right? These Every Remember, we agreed that we would declare noble intent. So we're going to, we are going to take take the prescription that everybody's doing as best as they can. This is our approach. This is our perception, okay? This is our perception. Do it thoughtfully, all right? So those are the, the four Ds, all right? And then the three Cs, the three Cs. We're going to do it uh, with confidence, okay? Um, this is where I think, right, you know, being in our leadership uh, uh, programs really help, right? The more that you're engaged in a community that's going to, you know, help you and build you. Like the the main reason we don't have difficult conversations is it's a confidence thing. I'll be very honest, right? There's something in our head that is triggering some self-limiting belief, right? Someone's going to, well, I can't do that because we already have a teacher shortage. No. If you think that they're treating that you know person poorly, right? How do you think they're treating the kids? Or if someone comes into your office and yells at you, <laughs> how do you think they're treating other people if they're going to yell at their boss? If you have a parent, right? If you have a parent that comes in and screams and does all these pieces, and you know, what do you think they're doing to the other people? Now they're now and now they're getting other people to second guess. Why am I here? I don't want my kid around that. How come no one's, right? That's what they're thinking. How come no one, they don't care about that person. They care about how come no one's doing something, right? So so confidence, right? So you do confidence, right? You do it with clarity and on common ground. Common ground here is really, really important, right? You know, the common ground is safety, security. Your child's our number one goal, right? However, (laughs) you know, you can do that. You just can't do it here, <laughs> right? Common ground, and if you don't have common ground, right, and you're seeking common ground, there's four ways to do it. Um, it's called form F O R M. It's one of the lessons in our master communication course that some of you already hopped in already. That you'll get if you hop into the disc, you know, profile, or or if you you know get the other deal, you can do it that way too. But you know, finding common ground, uh, family, right? understand and know parts about their family Uh, tell me about your family do you have any brothers or sisters right or or you know where are you from you know what's a what's a school you're at you know before it you're finding common ground uh the o is occupation right or organization where did you work what did you do the r is recreation what do you do for fun right maybe they read maybe they run right and m is mission like hey what what you know gets you excited every day what what you know Really just fills your heart, right? If you ask those four uh, questions of any human being, family, right, or from, organization or occupation, recreation and mission, I guarantee you are going to find some common ground with them to, you know, be able to build some traction with them, right? We're like minded. We're, we're, right? We've, we've done the same things or we've been to the same place, right? You're just, you're seeking for something. Because motion creates friction. And friction is good because it gets us moving, right? gets us moving. That's what you want. You're looking for something to find some common ground. So what will you do now, right? You've just spent, I don't know what time it is, probably close to 11. So 90 minutes almost, right? You've invested 90 minutes of time. You've hung in here. It's a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, all depending where you're at in the world. What will you apply, right? So based upon this time we spent together, what will you apply in your life? Write it down or put it in the chat box. Or what's one thing you'll change, you know? Write it down or put it in the chat box. And what will you teach someone else, right? You've got the workbook. You'll have the recording. You can take this recording and share it with your team. Hey, Monday morning, everybody, we're going to go through this dealing with difficult people, right? Maybe that you know you you just use the lesson, or you could do it yourself. You, you could work through some of the pieces, right? Very very informative. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what was most informative, right? And I'm really really like, what's your action step going to be? I'm really, yeah, use the model. Good, right? So you got two different models, the VRUOL, um, and if you want to, right? If you really want to go, you know, deeper, you can, uh, you know, click the link uh, that comes to your email. Um, I'll actually. Um, I thought I had it here. Maybe I don't have it here. Let me grab it. I'll drop it in the in the chat as well. Um, if you want to just hop right into the program, you can do that. It's in the chat. Anybody have any questions? Yeah, communication how to lead base who I am? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Kim, I like the FBR bad format. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think, you know, to your point, Monica, um, yeah, you can't, you can't use either of these, mo- I mean, you could, right? But it's not going to be as effective because remember, there's five levels of leadership, right? There's, there's the positional leadership. That's the bottom level of leadership. Um, and then there's permissional leadership, right? And that's that I've gained rapport, right? I've gained rapport, Um I'm trying to find, see if I have this model for you. Yeah, here they are. Uh, you know, I've gained rapport. And and so you can't, you can't lead, right? You can't really lead and create better results without moving up these ladders, right? So if, you know, you have a positional leadership with everybody, right, if you're the hierarchy. And this means, you know, people follow you because they have to. This is the five levels of leadership, everybody. But it's, it's gaining the permission, right? That people will follow you because they want to. It's much easier to have a difficult conversation or to redirect somebody or to coach somebody or to, or to you know, give them you know, feedback if you have their permission, right? If you built the relationship with them to do that. And, th- and this is where it's most effective, right? This this VRUOL model. Um, you know, this is early in the phases of right, you know, you know, you know, this is good standing. This isn't necessarily action step type people or action plan people. Uh, but, you know, it can be used for that, too, uh, because you're constantly right trying to course course correct people. Um, right. And the other three levels are uh, production, uh, people development and uh, pinnacle, which is something, you know, we teach this in, in our other leadership programs. But um. It's important, right, that that you gain the permission and you build relationships with everybody in your organization, because with everybody in your organization and your community, I mean, you're in a different phase of the relationship compass, right? There's some people that will follow you no matter what. There's some people that, you know, you have only positional leadership for and they'll, you know, do the bottom line. Um, and then there's others, right, that they're just indifferent. They don't know. They haven't made up their mind yet. Right. So as a leader, like you're constantly working to build relationship and rapport with everybody so you can easily have this conversation. So. Perfect. Great. OK, good. Well, thanks, everybody, for your time on this on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday uh, here in in uh, Raleigh. If I would imagine, you know, most of you, if you're on here. Um, you you are part of one of our uh, you know uh, c- uh, communities, but we have you know we've got our Facebook groups and you know Twitter and LinkedIn and but if you go to our web page, you can um, click on the top right and there's all like sorts of ways to you know follow us uh, YouTube and um, other resources and my book. If you don't have a copy of my book, it's free. You can download it. The ten indicators of high of, of high uh, performing schools. So and we'll finish with Amy's apply. I love it. I encourage our teachers to see the other classrooms. Yep. So you see good models. It's perfect. And change and teach the BRU model and yeah, difficult conversation. So I love it. All right. We'll keep making a difference, everybody. I love that you've invested. I hope that you opt in and, you know, come into one of our disc leadership programs, uh, or if not, you could, you, you'll get great value out of the master of the C- uh, communication por- uh, course. Go have a very, very intentional weekend. Love you all. Bye-bye.